with you. Yeah. Hello. Welcome. Good morning. I hope you all enjoyed uh, my awesome garage band Mandalorian-esque music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you haven't guessed yet, this is what we binge. But it probably says so on your podcast thingy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> big ass letters. Those fonts are called Helvetica Now and yeah, Bebas New. It's for the now. It's for, for the now. now. It's for the now. It's not for the yesterday. It's for the now. We're the, and we're maybe the, for the tomorrow. We're the Pepsi generation. No, we're not. Pepsi generation. That's like, they're old. <laughs> Pepsi <Never mind>. generation. <laughs> they're old. <laughs> they're old. They're like. Parents were the Pepsi generation. Yeah. Alfonso Ribeiro was the Pepsi generation. He was uh, the guy that played Carlton. He was in that. Yeah. Michael Jackson in one of those commercials. It's not unusual to be loved. It's <laughs> with the Carlton guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody. Uh, they have a reunion, right? Yeah, I actually uh, just saw it. It was a uh, it was good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, it was good. Nice. Do you have HBO Max? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I actually, I actually quit Netflix for the next two months, like today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm full on HBO Max for the next for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So we're talking about The Mandalorian, and yep. and uh, yes, as we should. Uh, what was this episode about? Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's it's like the first episode of season two that isn't a bottle episode, and mm-hmm. uh, gives some real story development. Yeah, and uh, we actually know or have a better idea of uh, why Moff Gideon wants to get the child mm-hmm. to have some super force powered clones. And some of them kind of looked like Snoke. Or maybe, is that just the way that all failed clones look like? Wait, did they actually show the face of the failed clone? The thing is that I... you don't see the face, but it's sort of like a blurred, you know, body shot of whatever's floating in that in those tanks. Oh, okay. And, uh, like, uh... and it, it's, it looks so kind of like fucked up that it sort of looks like Snoke in a way. But then anything that's pale and, you know, doesn't have any hair kind of looks like Snoke in a... Yeah. In a clone tube. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that because, like, uh, I saw this like right when it dropped, like uh, almost a week—not almost a week ago, but like at this at the point of this podcast, it's probably like five days ago. Yeah. So, um, wait, wait, the part I remember—it was yeah. a Friday, but ago. yeah, two days ago. <laughs> yeah, but in Hawaii, uh, in Hawaii, it drops on Thursdays at Seriously? either ten or eleven. Oh my god! Because we're like, because uh, everything is like yeah, Pacific yeah, and difference. Eastern and all that. Yeah, it comes uh, out at three a.m. where I am. Where so I am. Yeah, so basically, I just stay up till eleven. I, yeah. watch it. <laughs> I can't sleep. I watch it at night, and uh, I let it rock my, you know, rock myself to sleep. That John Carlo Esposito's voice yeah. just rock you to sleep. Yeah, oh. just like where is the child? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, do- Love Gideon. I will do what you ask. <laughs> And then, <laughs> you have to do like a full-on John Oliver with uh, Adam Driver. Just rail me with your shoulders. I don't know. <laughs> Regale me with your shoulders, you power, you powerful whatever. I can't remember what he said. Like he, he's thirsty for Adam Driver. Yes, uh, John who actually Oliver. showed up in uh, the last. He actually episode. showed up. It's like this yeah. is weird. Don't do this. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> And then John Oliver, he kind of likes being told off. Like he has, a, it's like, yes, yes, tell me. Yes. Tell me how bad I am. 
That's also mm-hmm. on HBO, guys. HBO Max. The honestly, my my favorite uh, platform at the moment, uh, without counting Disney Plus, which has my favorite TV show at the moment. Yeah, it's hard to um. Yeah, the the so-called streaming wars are are basically off. Like everybody's kind of finding their niche, except for yeah. Peacock. Peacock uh, just yeah. canceled a few shows like Brave New World, and absolutely nobody yeah. wants to watch the Save by the Bell reboot. So, um. <laughs> there was a, I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing. Like uh, I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I even if I knew, I wouldn't have watched it. But like, uh, hey, you know, like get get your marketing in in gear, NBC. Like, yeah, <laughs> like um, they just came out with, um, I guess, the intro to the show on YouTube, and mm-hmm. uh, Lil Yachty does the theme song, and yeah. that like to dislike ratio was like, and Peacock has <laughs> they they, they got to find Peacock. their hit at some point. Well, it's like Peacock. I use Peacock once in a while. It's mostly because of all the free stuff. Like yeah. I don't pay for the paid stuff. Like uh, I, I saw the first two episodes. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast. We talked about um, when Brave New World came out and we right. only saw the first two episodes. And it seemed like a pretty good TV show, but it didn't entice me uh, that yeah. much. Like it didn't make me feel like, oh, I have to watch the rest of this. Yeah. Not like uh, I think what HBO Max did very well was um, Raised by Wolves, directed by like I think the showrunners Ridley Scott, I think. Yeah. And that was pretty good. And they had a whole episode for free on YouTube, like yeah. a full one hour episode you could watch. And they're like, oh, yeah, damn, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> and uh but then you got like now wonder woman's gonna come on uh, yeah that's HBO Max. that surprised me that uh wonder woman yeah. they're gonna try out a new thing where they release it in theaters and streaming at the same time and yeah. if this somehow succeeds i see this happening mm-hmm. in the long run because mulan actually did pretty well and it proved that you could basically make back what you would have made in the box office mm-hmm. or close at least yeah. uh on just streaming but yeah. hbo max is trying it they're, they're they're trying out new things as uh i don't know it's good it's good yeah. uh you know we'll see if it works like i always thought that releasing them both at the same time would be i don't know that was my idea of like okay so we're in COVID times like just release the movie online for people who don't want to go to the movie theater right and uh release it for everybody else who wants to have that big screen you know, IMAX, D-Box, whatever experience. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just to have that choice and also just subscribing to HBO Max is cheaper than a movie ticket. Yeah, I think at some point, because um, right now, like, I don't know how much Xfinity is, but the minimum package for Spectrum is about like $45. Mm. And that's like the same price as, like everybody's going to have, going to pay for internet f- like first and foremost from now on and uh $45 is actually more than if you just got maybe like five streaming services that you subscribe to every month yeah I know I I had this I had this debate with the spectrum guy on the phone (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, because like I tried uh I did the free trial wasn't uh, this a South Park episode (laughs) yeah man and then I was like well and then they start like you know rubbing their nipples or something yeah yeah <laughs> because they get off on on being really annoying and yeah. just being difficult 
and uh you know yeah but you know if you if you don't want to see that channel you have to unsubscribe from all those other channels <laughs> and you know you, you don't you wouldn't want to do that do you you know and, and um yeah so every time i was like so which you know oh so do you stream i'm like yeah and then he was like well which platforms do you stream which kind of movies do you do you, do you like to watch i'm like why do i have to tell you all this stuff <laughs> like, seriously, man. i was like well, you know, I'll think about it. Yeah, but you could, you, you know, you could have a cheaper package. Yeah. You, know, you only pay $19 instead of 34 And then, like, you talk like that. And I was like, yeah, you, you know, you yeah. don't have to pay this much. <laughs> and uh, it's good. And I was like, uh, no, it's not good. <laughs> Grow me harder. <laughs> and he's just like, you know, just like in South Park, just like playing with his... Uh, body nips uh, yes. <laughs> there's nips and yeah. uh moving on <laughs> oh, no, no, no. randomly uh randomly before we go back to mandalorian yeah. and by the way at the end of this i'm going to talk about the few clips of the animaniacs reboot i saw but first we're going to talk about mandalorian and, and before yeah. we get to that uh your favorite movie of all time wild wild west <laughs> <laughs> Another, if you, yes, if you, yes, if you, that is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't you, get uh, enough of uh, Kenneth Branagh with spider legs. If, uh, if you, you guys need another reason to get HBO Max out there, um, Wild Wild West is on Wild Wild West, Jim West, Desperado. <laughs> if you have your Burger King... And, like, uh, is is hbo max the the platform like the will smith platform it's becoming and if it continues doing this i might man i might start just having hbo max for longer like i've tried to do the free trial you have a bunch of other train wrecks (laughs) yeah like hbo max has some really good movies and then a bunch of train wrecks like yeah and and a bunch and a bunch of stuff you can get for free elsewhere anyway like crunchy roll and stuff but yeah. if they start becoming like the will smith station for some reason or the streaming yeah. service i might what's the it's the dc and will smith and uh <laughs> and sometimes they overlap so <laughs> suicide squad we never speak of it <laughs> suicide squad which uh will probably be like warner brothers is going to make us forget about that after uh james gunn's the, the suicide, suicide squad, squad. <laughs> We're going to be like, what? Will Smith? Who? Like, what? Deadshot? I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> Let the rhythm take you over by the more. Man, this is a really unfocused. <laughs> this is a very unfocused episode. Like, uh, I mean, I'm I want to unload it's... all of my, I'm going to unload all of my problems on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Like the thing is, I want to talk about Mandalorian, but what, what was there yeah, so to talk really about the Mandalorian. dwell on? But what was there to really dwell on? That there wasn't much that much to read. Well, I mean, okay. So the thing is like, I mean, Apollo Creed is, a lot and of people, Gina Carano yeah, came back. Yeah. So um. yeah, they're, they're back. <laughs> and it was like, uh, and apparently Navarro, like that planet, uh, you know, where they had their big battle at the during the last season. I think he directed um, this one, Apollo Carl Weathers. Yeah, I th- yeah, 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 yeah. He um, he directed that this one. It was yeah. pretty well directed. It was like very action packed, and yeah. uh, uh, you know, like I feel like if you were going to have a let's blow up a station kind of moment, this was like the good way, the the best way to do it. Yeah. Instead of having some, you know, miniature Death Star out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for them to blow up although there are a lot of easter eggs in the episode like yeah. you know where 
uh, they uh, were that blue guy from the first episode of the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, Horatio uh, Sands came back. Dude. Yeah, Horatio yeah. Sands, uh, who's like the comic relief in this episode. Yeah. And uh, you know, he he's kind of a fuck up. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, but he's a he's a smart he's a smart fuck up. You know. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna have like a weird <laughs> he, redemption. He yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna be that, like yeah that guy that saves himself or saves everybody eventually. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was expecting a moment like that because it seemed like you know he's being trampled on by um, you know uh, what's his name, Grief Karga. You know there like, it uh, is, yeah. Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Apollo Creed. It's like uh, I feel like and, every uh, new name or new word in the series is like. A reference to something else yeah. like if for some reason you told me yeah. that grief was supposed to be like creed i'd be like yep sure why not <laughs> grief creed uh <laughs> i don't know pedro pascal din <laughs> din jarin din, din uh din, and din, uh din. you know moff gideon is like los pollos hermanos i, I don't know what about that but <laughs> Well, I mean, like uh, Timothy Olyphant, the Marshal. There you go, the most obvious Gideon one. Gideon right? Gustavo. There you go. Like <laughs> Gideon Gustavo. We'll go with. It. I don't know. Was that his name? In the Gustavo. Gustavo? Was, it? was it? Sure. I can't remember. I, I'm, yeah. Oh He's one of those guys Whatever. where, like, cares, I just know us. his actor name better because, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Mando. So. Uh, <laughs> So Mando lands on uh, Navarro on his like you know really destroyed like you know not very well fixed uh, ship, uh, <laughs> just with parts flying everywhere and you just like imagine like the an old jalopy of spaceships like <laughs> yeah just landing it's like and then like he just lands there and uh, and then you have this very like okay so the end the end of the episode has sort of like a twist that I kind of expected like. You know, you look at some of the repair guys at the beginning, like he looks at Mando and is like, there's something fishy about that guy. Like he looks, yeah, yeah. he's staring at Mando in a, in a suspicious way. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, uh, they fix his ship. And while they work on that, like uh, Grief Carga uh, asked Mando to help him with like getting rid of the last stronghold of the, you know, Emps, the Empire. Yeah. And he says, "Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Let's do that. Yeah, let's blow up some shit." And uh, <laughs> that's exactly how he talks, by the way. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's blow up some shit, guys. <laughs> I'm the Mandalorian. <laughs> the Mandalorian motherfucker. We're gonna blow up some shit. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yay! And uh, but there's a really cool uh, sort of like cold open where uh, what's her name, uh, dude. What's her name? The, the... In the cold open? Yeah, yeah. Like the, the you it? know, her his friend, you know, the, the shock trooper. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the ex, like, MMA. Oh, Gina Carano. Yes, yeah. Gina Carano. So she kicks Oh, yeah, she was in the... Oh, yeah, she was She the... kicks ass at the beginning yeah, of the I, I thought there was, like, a Easter egg to something else in there, though, right? Like, uh... there, there, were f there were a few Easter eggs in that scene. I, I'm going to... You know what? Yeah. We have technology. As you talk about it, I am going to open up Disney Plus. And I yeah, for sure. Go, to... go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Because I, I can't remember any Easter eggs uh, when I watched that one. But yeah. I'm, you, oh, you by know, the way, there's like, so she saves a ferret. She saves a ferret. 
Wait, what? <laughs> she saves like a little ferret-looking animal uh, from being eaten by these, you know, old aliens with balls instead of a chin. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> which, which harkens back to a time when Men in Black had an alien with like balls All instead chin. of a chin. <laughs> <laughs> and in that case, get HBO Max. And <laughs> the world's in that picture. case, get, it's probably going to be. Is Men in Black already on HBO Max? Because like, if this is the Will Smith platform, for sure, it's going to come up. But, Dude, I just uh, put up Mandalorian, and it just came up to the end. <laughs> like it instantly just went to that part. This is so unprofessional. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Oh man. oh man it's been a hard week guys it's been a hard week yeah i mean um, like so, when, when okay, you listen so, to when you listen to podcasts you don't expect yeah you, i i i look up to this like the imperfect from stuff. home yeah this is like homemade uh we you know you you know you guys know we're chill and you know we're not taking this uh we're, you know we're here to have a nice conversation and yeah. have fun oh wait the cold open was um when uh baby yoda was trying to fix the stuff in the um right yeah so the, baby yoda thing. tries to fix and then stuff. he like, like shocks that, that himself had a kind of groot <laughs> yeah kind of made me think of groot in yeah. uh gardens of the galaxy volume two it was sort of like no don't push the red button push this button and yeah. uh my my rocket sounds like al pacino for some reason but you know <laughs> Don't push like this was... button. Push that button. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel like that was just like oh, an excuse for like, I don't know. That's like for my baby Yoda an to excuse do something for a cute. Philly, like a Philly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, an excuse for that. That's like my Philly accent. It's like, <laughs> oh, don't no, push no, this no, button. No, push that button. Oh, no. I was talking about uh, um, we're talking the episode. About, the yeah, whole, like, baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah so and then like he fucks up the whole tv show i mean not yeah. the whole tv show the whole spaceship uh yeah. but he's like uh dude one thing that i wanted to talk about was last week's episode uh there was a huge deal about boob armor i don't know if you uh, saw this oh yeah because um like apparently some feminist complained that uh women should not have enough space for their boobs when they're wearing armor it should not or should <laughs> I mean, no, she said it was like, yeah, like, why do they have different armor? It's like, well, because their body shapes are different. Well, like, I, I forgot, was it like sh- the shape of boobs or was it just there to fit the boobs? Thing is, like, it's not, you know, this isn't, Lord, this isn't like World of Warcraft where essentially like armor is just like a, a bra. Like this was actually, sha- you know, shaped armor for women. And yeah. apparently some... Uh, uh, a uh, woman online had uh, uh, complained about it and said it was sexist. And I'm like, well, you know, like if you need the space, why? Well, I mean, uh, like, you know, I, wait, wait, who, who, if had you're not flat chested, you need that extra space. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait, who, um, who had it? Cause like, was it, what was it, Sasha Banks? Uh, Bo Katan. Uh, no, I mean, Bo Katan last week, uh, like for, you know, the Mandalorian armor. Yeah. Uh, Katie Sackhoff, like she had a more voluptuous shape in terms of like her armor. Oh, I'm looking so, at it. Uh, oh, that's. And to me, sense. it didn't seem that shocking to me. It just mm-hmm. seemed to me, it just seemed uh, functional is what it was. Yeah. And, uh, it almost I didn't looks like, 
like yeah. exactly well, like the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks exactly like the cartoon. And uh, I think, well, you know, she, the, this, uh, uh, this lady who complained about, you know, who, who uh, complained about it, uh, she got shot down by, I guess, most of the internet because they're like, hey, you know, if you, if you need the space, you need the space, man. It's like, it's just like physiology. Like, yeah. uh, you're not going to have a flat, you know, armor plate because uh, that's not functional. Yeah. You know, it's just going to be squished and yep. it hurts. Apparently. <laughs> yep. I have it on good authority that it hurts. So. <laughs> Well, as uh, as you were uh, talking about that, I was watching uh, Gina Carano save the ferret. Yeah. So uh, she saves the ferret, you guys. <laughs> yeah, she saves the ferret, and and the yeah. ferret is like actually climbs up on her shoulder. It's like eh, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Gina Carano, like boundaries, like please, like let's not get a let's not go there. You know, <laughs> you know, like a. <laughs> oh, Don't make me serve you in court. Now it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you. You know that yeah. ferret has no boundaries, but anyway, Thanks, so ferret. uh, so uh, so Mando goes on this mission with Gina Carano and uh, Apollo Creed, and they you know, Paul Creed puts on his uh, boxing gloves and goes like punch some, some stormtroopers, <laughs> and <laughs> so they go to this, <laughs> they go to this empire type station, uh, that's hidden in some cliffs between some cliffs somewhere or on the edge of a cliff to be yeah. more specific. And, uh, you know, they bring their, their blue friend who is supposed to be good at hacking shit. And, yeah. uh, he's actually really bad at it. So Mando has to fly up <laughs> with his jetpack and opens the door instead. So they go up and, uh, shenanigans ensue and, and, uh, you know, they're, so they want to blow this, blow all the shit up. So they, you know, turn off the, uh, shield generator, the batteries or something, which makes the, you know, that keeps the lava down or something. So once they turn off the generator, the lava comes up and blows shit up. Yeah. And while they're trying to escape, they find this clone, you know, research center. And uh, they see all these clones and they, they see uh, a, a recording of the clone guy, like the scientist who appeared in, um, you know, last season, who was with uh, Werner Herzog. That's who that was that guy. In, the, in the hologram, right? Yeah, in the hologram. Yeah, uh, I was trying to guy was out. like, don't shoot me. I tried to keep the baby alive, you know? And, and he was like, fuck you, bro. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out who that was. was yeah, like, it was the same guy. From somewhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him in other TV shows, but like he, he's one of those guys where you see in a bunch of other things, but you never know what his actual name is. Yeah. Sort of like very proficient, but you don't know who he is <laughs> right oh there it's he like is. you just know his face uh, <laughs> like for a second i thought it was riz ahmed but then no, no, he actually but it's, it's, played uh, somebody else already yeah. right in star wars yeah he played the the pilot it's like i'm the pilot who are you yeah. i am the pilot and yeah. i was like that's the only thing he knows about his character i'm the pilot that's who i am and uh, <laughs> and he doesn't remember shit for for a little bit it's like are you the pilot I guess I am. And, uh, you know, pilot. I'm the pilot. Oh, oh yep. Yeah. That was the scene when they were like zooming in on the thing. I thought it was like, yeah. for some reason, I thought it was like a shape of water reference or something. I was like, okay. I, I don't know why. When I saw that, I didn't think like much of it. But yeah, that's like <laughs> the prelude to like Snoke almost. Yeah. And then yeah. making clones and all of that. And yeah, it almost looks like that. Or maybe it's like, you know, they're trying to make a clone that can 
keep the maybe the life force of um what's his name the emperor because yeah. apparently the problem if you had read the no novelization of the rise of skywalker which i started but never finished uh like the whole point of uh actually like the emperor did die in yeah. return of the jedi but his life force tried to get into a clone that he had already prepared yeah supposedly. And, and people and, thought it was uh, bullshit and now they're using the show to kind of like show that yeah. it's not bullshit <laughs> yeah so apparently but then the clone the, the reason why the clone is like half like kind of decomposing or something or like his fingers are all fucked up and the rise of skywalker is because the the clone body is not strong enough to keep his like strength and his force or you know whatever his spirit no. so maybe that's uh, why they need all that Yoda, baby Yoda, midichlorian count. Uh, ooh, midichlorians. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Dark, you know, you know what, deep. You know, you know what, maybe that'll make it, like, less cynical that he comes back as a clone in the Rise of Skywalker. Because yeah. I, I didn't like the Rise of Skywalker that much. But at the same time, it's like, Me it does, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it does make sense that, you know, people would try to, like, use the clone technology to do something yeah. else it's not like okay episode two and three we're gonna make clone soldiers and then we're done it's like if that technology exists in real life people would be manipulating it for years and years to yeah. see what else they can make so after watching yeah. the mandalorian especially watching the ending with all the i i'm guessing it's clone soldiers and not droids like it it makes sense you know that yeah I think clone soldiers make sense. Um, and I, I'm, I think, you know, I was talking about maybe this is a tie in to the emperor, but maybe I would be more, I would be happier if this just had to do with like Moff Gideon trying to get a, like a force sensitive army or something, you yeah. know, and, and just forget about the rise of Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, let's forget about that. Yeah. Let's just focus on the good stuff. Uh, so <laughs> You know, well, little segue into Baby Yoda. Uh, so they leave Baby Yoda at a school, and he steals this kid's like macaroons or something. His space macaroons. That was a cute little part. That was for the kids. Yeah. Go, ah. yeah. And then like he uses the force to steal the cookies, and then he's just looking like he's always hungry all the time. Like he's a growing, he's a growing lad. Like he's a growing baby, you know. Yeah, maybe him eating the eggs in one of the earlier episodes. Maybe that was like foreshadowing for us to come. Maybe he's just gonna yeah. have a Kirby moment and just eat yeah. Moff Gideon or something. Like the blob? Is he gonna turn into the blob and just like eat everything in his path? Like just like yeah. the entire cities. Like he's just gonna Pac-Man <laughs> the whole. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you know, bringing all this stuff, like the whole city in line with the force, and just like eating, eating it all in, in one, you know gulp yeah uh, <laughs> he's gonna work with uh another crate dragon chomp. i don't know <laughs> yeah, just eat yeah he's gonna, actually actually the crate dragon is baby yoda when he grows up like you know, yeah. we, never knew, we never knew that yeah. uh, <laughs> we didn't know that oh man uh, what so, i'm excited you know, about is for the next episode yeah, yeah. And, I, and i hope they do show more of like the child or like yoda's species because they kind of teased that in yeah. the bo katan episode and yeah. and like we said last week, like we we knew that they weren't gonna just let Ahsoka Tano out like yeah during this episode. Yeah. They're gonna wait. Like ideally, I would want her to come because I didn't realize this. There's only like what three episodes left or so, three or four. Um, I think there. 
they're like eight episodes per season, right? Right. So we still have four episodes. Yeah, I don't think she's going to come on the next episode, but after that, yeah. I hope she does because I want her to be more a part of the action than just like her eyes show up at the very last second. Like, you're here. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Like, yeah, at, I didn't yeah. know. Like, there, there might, we might see her. If we see her earlier, we might have a, like a, um, a cliffhanger moment where they might have like Siege of Mandalore part two, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Bo-Katan. Oh, we got a message from Bo-Katan. Oh, hello, Ahsoka. Nice to meet you. I was like, Bo-Katan here. <laughs> we have to siege Mandalore or whatever. Yeah, like, like, oh yeah, let's go. And then wait, we could they, could know. they do another siege of Mandalore? Because isn't Mandalore kind of like like not the greatest uh, place at this point? Like not really that influential. Yeah. Or I mean, suppo- supposedly, according to uh, uh, the uh, the Mandalorian, he says that it's like it's cursed or something, and you can't live there anymore. But Bo-Katan is like, don't believe whatever they tell you. Yeah. So, but I mean, Mandalore in general, from the, I mean, from Rebels and from Clone Wars, you can see that it's mostly arid and uninhabitable, except for these like globe cities or something. Yeah. Um, you know, like shield cities or something where they live. So I think like Bogotan is just fighting for those like little globe cities. If yeah. There, if there's still any left. Yeah. Um, but wonder, yeah, I don't know. I might say that for later. I wonder when um, the Obi Wan series. I wonder, like, at what point, in, like, what point in the timeline it's probably going to be. I'm wondering if it could intersect with uh, Mandalorian at all, because um, maybe in flashbacks, because like um, Obi Wan is supposed to be alive. I mean, Obi Wan dies at the beginning of the original trilogy. Yeah. And Mando is supposed to happen like five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. So like maybe he might show up as a force ghost or something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, it would have to. Like oh yeah, I just oh yeah, it would have to Mando. take place between. You was the false din. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have an entire series of him it's as like, a force ghost. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's more like I have come to teach Baby Yoda. What are you doing here, Din Jaren? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like Baby Yoda, stop eating. You must focus on the force. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh man, that, that should just be I a whole know. Disney Maybe. Plus series. Force ghosts, and it's just them. <laughs> Force ghosts. Yeah. Just going on vacation somewhere. <laughs> they go on uh, an island planet with beaches, and you that would know, be nice. It's so nice to be on a beach, don't you think, Luke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, uh, yeah. Uh, we got some time, but I think uh, I think we should wrap up the Mandalorian we stuff. Have extra, like, extra time, yeah. Let's wrap up the Mandalorian. Uh, I mean, uh, thing is, all things considered, it was a lot of action and not much like storytelling. I guess like it's just like there was some action with some storytelling woven into it, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is setting up, yeah, the next episode. But yeah. I feel like there wasn't that much, there wasn't much exposition except for the whole clone thing. Right. And uh, also the cliff, I mean, the twist at the end that actually the guy who fixed Mando's ship uh, put a tracking beacon in it. So that heightens this for the next episode. So maybe Mando will lead Moff Gideon to the Jedi homeworld. Maybe. Well, not the Jedi homeworld, but like the planet where Ahsoka Tano is, which is something else that I just thought about, which could be pretty 
Google. Yeah. But uh, like they needed at some point to bring back like the old characters and all of that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's basically yeah. what this episode was for, was to just bring back some of the old characters. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Kim's Convenience guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he came back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Paul's son, Hong, Hong Lee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh he's back as um Dave Filoni didn't come back, but I guess uh this guy yeah. is gonna be a pretty important be a main you know, he's gonna be a staple of uh yeah. like just a gonna, must a must have. <laughs> he's not just gonna be like um Porker from the original trilogy. Like yeah. he's actually gonna I'm like sort of, show up uh, outside yeah. of the yeah, outside of the yeah. Things. He he. Uh, what does he do? He talks to Gina Carano and like he tells her like, "Hey, you know, we we need good people to fight for the new republic and whatever." And she's like, "Uh." Yeah. And uh, she looks like she people. might want to. It, it sets up a bunch of new storylines, which is why this episode was a good episode. You know, it's like it had a lot of action, but you know, didn't. You know, just like dump information on you. Yeah. So it's it's. Uh, pretty good you know good stuff good. yeah good episode so uh <laughs> yeah good episode so what else did we want to talk about week? uh you want to talk about zero fucks given uh, uh yeah <laughs> or something we, else oh yeah we already swore on this i'm like yeah we're fine <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. we, we we have dreams of sponsorships you know we have uh we have dreams yeah, we have dreams. Uh, we we got we were reposted by by a certain comedian this week because mm -hmm. we 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 hey you know we 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 did some some uh, we uh some we put ourselves up, out you know? there. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we're like yeah, this is how you do. Uh, thing is like it's true. Like um, Kevin Hart's stand up special on uh, Netflix that came out this week is honestly like a uh, like if you wanted do stand up in COVID time apart from whatever Dave Chappelle has done like Dave Chappelle did an outdoor thing yeah in a pagoda somewhere and in Ohio and uh like Kevin Hart just did in his basement essentially and had like just couples yeah. socially distanced I think that's what um I think stand up is intimate. gonna be yeah, yeah I think stand up is gonna like start looking like that a lot more uh I like that he was a completely no holds bar, but this was like the most mm -hmm. comfortable I've seen Kevin Hart in a long time. And he basically touched yeah. on everything you think that he would touch on, including the fact that yeah. like he was diagnosed with COVID earlier this year. You could sense some like pushback by or like pullback from the crowd. But um, mm -hmm. I, I think after a while, the crowd became like more comfortable and not just in yeah. COVID times. I think like in general, stand up is going to start going more towards a comedy club feel again because yeah we kind of grew up in the generation where it became common over time to have like these stadium shows or to have like feature film movies with stand-up and where it's like this huge thing but nowadays like a lot of people are basically on edge because they don't know like should i laugh at this should i not is this serious is this not it's just kind of like the natural yeah. progression of uh how humans are and it's not just because of social media if you look throughout history there's at points of tension there's always a point where like for a few years people are thinking can i laugh at this can i not can i do it can i do it so yeah. what 
Kevin Hart did was he basically did it in front of a, a fireplace and he set up tables that were socially distanced and he just made the room comfortable. And that yeah. made me think, okay, for a while, for, from here on out, for, for at least for a little bit, you're not going to see big stadium shows, but you're going to see more intimate settings or settings where you have to try and relax the crowd first rather than yeah. pump them up in order to like start getting your points across. And yeah, uh, I sure. think Dave Chappelle may have started that trend with uh, having the, the Pagoda show outside of his house at the outdoor thing. But um, yeah, it's like stand up for it to continue is going to have to create more of a comfort vibe and an intimate vibe yeah. in order to like start telling the truth again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I couldn't say it any in, in a in any uh, other way. You know, you you said it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's well, like? Well, thing is, like they they essentially filmed what it feels like to be in a socially distanced like stand up club, you yeah. know, like in, in New York or something. Because yeah. like I mean, we we've been to uh, stand up places. Yeah ribs places yeah and uh, you know people are, are you know uh sitting at like you've got small tables or you know so that you have enough space for couples but then all the tables are just like bunched up together so yeah. you know you, they'll have to rethink the whole thing uh i, yeah. I don't know if uh, stand-up clubs are, are open in new york actually i'm not sure i don't know but uh, like but, um uh, i mean Dave Chappelle didn't start the trend of like having a comfortable, small, yeah. intimate kind yeah. of thing, but I think he's popularizing it because even like yeah. last year, I remember most of the stand-up shows I would hear about, like when we were both in New York, were kind of like these outdoor places with like the Christmas lights, yeah. <laughs> like those kind of like Wilmsburg-y <laughs> looking things. Yeah. And um, I think, um, yeah, and there were a lot of like secret well, shows. It's way more and, comfortable, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just like, okay, just uh, my feeling about Kevin Hart's like stand-up special. Uh, it's just like everything was illuminated, like, you know, it was warm and you could see the audience and, and everything. Like when you go to a stand-up club, everything's dark except for, what, for what's on stage, essentially. Yeah. So it's like, I felt like, you know, it actually creates, it creates a connection between the comic and, and the audience. Because yeah. like when you're up to you know up on those stages where you know it's just like one light and it's shining right. on you, yeah, you're like you you feel really separated from everybody else, and right. the only way you can tell that something's happening is whether you hear a chuckle here or a chuckle there. Like yeah. you can't see anyone's facial expressions or anything. Yeah, which to me was like really uh, you know putting me off a little bit. Yeah, but it's uh you know it's the nature of of the game. But, I mean uh, uh, the, yeah, I mean for the tricky thing is like some performers like bigger crowds better because you can't yeah. see anybody's face and that you'll right. you'll get a reaction somewhere the bigger the crowd is you'll get a reaction from yeah. somewhere well, in the crowd is, you'll and, have one guy like, who finds it funny and then everyone everyone else will be like oh okay he found it funny so i'm gonna laugh huh? uh, yeah and, and the performer, <laughs> i don't have to see anybody's <laughs> face so haha <laughs> yeah yeah but, <laughs> but yeah but yeah. we're entering a, well, this is like a dave time Chappelle. Now. yeah dave Chappelle. he's famous for just like starting just like telling jokes in, in the park like yeah there there was a i think this was before covid but like yeah. uh he just showed up in seattle one day and just like stood on a box and started talking with a loudspeaker like yeah <laughs> and, no, and like, had his assistants like take notes yeah you know it's, it's just like 
you know, you can do that. No, it's easy to forget. Yeah, it's easy to forget that um, with Dave Chappelle, like before his first Netflix special, uh, he was still building up his name. Yeah. Like, it's easy to forget because like he's super well respected now with the Mark Twain Award and going on SNL and just rambling and people listening to him and just like taking in his every word. But to build that trust again with the audience, like we forget that there was a few good years where, you know, there's still the video online of him getting booed for like 20 minutes straight at a stadium <laughs> or, so, or like an arena yeah. or like him in Seattle just talking in the park. And at the time it, it, it was like, what, what is this washed up comedian doing just talking to himself? Yeah. And that's probably like what was going through people's minds. And it's like, yeah, it's it, the, the, the path of a stand-up comic, it's, it's like, it's hard to forget that like, there's a lot, it's hard to remember that there's like a lots of, lots of ups and downs. And for the most part, you don't see the downs. Like even Bill Burr, we talk about him like all the time, but I can send you a video right now of him getting booed in Texas, like hard. <laughs> well, like he was famously, like, I think he famously roasted Philadelphia, right? I think that was like the first time he really broke the scene because yeah. like, uh, I think they, they were heckling the, the previous comedian so hard. Yeah. And like, he just started trash talking Philly for like half an hour or something. They loved it. So I'm sure, yeah, yeah that, that's like another boo fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need like another generation of literally art like artists and stand-up comics that don't give a shit that aren't that don't care if they get a deal or not and are just gonna say what they want for the thrill of it for the next stage yeah. and like yeah they might say some stuff but it's like that's kind of what the art form needs like you need another Philly moment and it can't be with Bill Burr. He's already too big, but you need to have like some young com comic come out and have their equivalent of the Philly moment. And I don't know when that is going to yeah. be. I don't know who the comic is going to be, but I feel like it's going to happen know. at some point. Uh, there are a lot of comics who are behaving like influencers nowadays, like, uh, you know, up and comers, like they're, they're behaving like more like YouTubers in a way, like they'll, yeah. they'll film, They'll ask a friend of theirs to film their upset and then they'll put it up on YouTube and they'll have a whole vlog thing around it. So yeah. it's like the, the nature of the game is, is also changing in a way. Right. Uh, you're not waiting for, you know, you're not waiting to be discovered by some agent and then uh, yeah. just like getting your HBO, you know, or yeah. Netflix special or something. Yeah. So it's uh, things like are a bit different. Yeah, and like I was even watching like the when I was watching Kevin Hart, I was thinking towards the end like, like because Kevin Hart at the end of like even though he was trying to be comfortable, make the crowd comfortable, he did have a few moments where you could sense some authentic like, don't cancel me, guys, don't don't, don't put this yeah. on social media, <laughs> don't end my career. I was like Chris D'Elia, like I don't know if the allegations are true or not, but he's like done, and that was fast, mm -hmm. and I was like wow, but it's uh. But yeah, like, like with uh, Kevin Hart, there I was could a tell meme that... of him around going around. Like there was a gif of him going around, like when he realizes that X Y Z is like illegal or something. It was like, ooh, ooh yeah. <laughs> I can't remember like what, <laughs> what was the whole thing because I didn't follow Chris Delia's thing. Well, at all. um, uh, it was never a comic that I enjoyed, yeah. but you know, 
some some sets were were really good, but most of the time I, I didn't it didn't click with me. But yeah. yeah, well, he was texting with some like underage girls that were like sixteen or right. seventeen, or coercing them. But the controversy is, did he know or not? Because there was one text yeah. message where he specifically asked, and when he found out she was young, he was like, no. But the other text messages, I have no idea like what he's yeah. <laughs> that I re I really have no idea like what he's doing. He could be a piece of shit for all I know, but he's uh the the fact that it went from like building up his his career building up to him getting recasted and stuff like almost instantly was like, whoa, like this can actually happen. So for the old yeah. generation of comedians, we're gonna like look to them for guidance. They're gonna come on SNL once in a while to like you know, give us some real comedy, but it's, it's going to be up to the younger up and comers. It's going to be up to them to just not give a shit and just, you know, try to rile things up, I guess. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You, and, and more than like ever, the, you the, can't the, think the, about the... money as much, as much as, as hard as that is. You can't think about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thing is like, you got to, you got to keep pushing until you until you make the money so it's sort of like it's more about getting the right product you know <sighs> getting that 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 laughing cocaine out there you know <laughs> laughing cocaine yeah <laughs> you know it's like if if laughs were cocaine uh, like uh, you have to think about it like a drug dealer you know you got to get got to give some some samples and uh <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Like Mike is looking at me like, what the, f where, where the fuck are you going with this? Oh, uh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't looking at you. I was uh, <laughs> something else. But yeah. <laughs> no, but it's sort of like you got to get that. You know, you got to get people interested, whether that's online or in comedy, in the comedy store, or, yeah. or you know, comedy seller or whatever. Yeah. Um, or whatever uh, weird spots are going to you know, pop up. Everything's all over locked the place. down. Or a lot of things are locked down right now. So most likely just do things online. Yeah. And what Bill Maher did, you know, just put some fake laugh tracks in there. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Like from oh. the 1920s, like, yeah, amazing. And uh, <laughs> I know that felt weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I got used to it. I got used to it. But well, yeah. the, the, the fake laugh tracks? Yeah, the fake laugh tracks that like because you're used to maybe hearing fake laugh tracks but like actually seeing it with like you know not old-timey like 1930s like you know black and white people in suits going like yeah it's amazing you know it's like <laughs> feels like a spongebob episode just, yeah like, i mean in. that in itself is funny but it, it was sort of weird it's like so that's where he's well you know like you know where to expect like at a certain stage you know where the laugh's going to come from so it's like so I'm, i i i guess that works nice but uh, uh what else you know uh we we talked about wonder woman we talked about mando i mean wonder woman coming to hbo max we talked about mando we got a lot done in 45 about, minutes yeah yeah man we talked about uh kevin hart and uh we talked about stand-up and uh this has been a pretty full episode you know yeah and uh, I just want to end this on Animaniacs because I think, I think I mentioned it at the beginning of this episode. I just watched a few clips on YouTube. I don't have Hulu, uh, but I just watched the clips that are on YouTube and it's uh, looks like they're really going for it. Uh, I'm prou proud of them. Like they're, uh, 
basically doing what the old Animaniacs did. Like the Animaniacs yeah. didn't hold back on like Bill Clinton dick sucking jokes and like <laughs> what other jokes they, they had? They've got then? like and, a Donald Trump Cyclops uh, thing. Like yeah. <laughs> And I thought that it was it's like, like a, a cyclops in an island. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a reference to Donald Trump, but like like a like a little wink wink. But no, they full on. No, this is full on him. like this is the best island. Don't you pass on my island? Yeah, <laughs> like like the fact that they go full on in certain. He says, "I have two eyes, like, not one eye," and then like he's a cyclops. And like, yeah, that sounds like Donald Trump. No, <laughs> I, I I thought they were gonna hint at stuff, but like. There's this one song that's like the like like the 2020 catch up for Animaniacs because they haven't been yeah. on the air for 20 22 years. So the Animaniacs do like a song of like catching up and it's not like <laughs> like you would think that they would be hinting at stuff cuz I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's a kids show standards nowadays, but they go like off." And there's like a whole episode that I I want to see this episode so bad cuz there's like a whole episode about Russian spying. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I, I saw a clip. Yeah. I saw a clip. It was pretty funny. Yeah. It's like they go to Warner Brothers, like the, the Russian version of, of Warner yeah, Brothers. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love I love that so much. That's like everything is like, you know, all the all the signs are just like hanging by by a thread and like yeah, one just like falls. And like, yeah. you know, the water tower just like breaks. Yeah. And <laughs> and they like full on reference like uh Amazon drones and spying. And then there was like one there was like one line that uh Wacko no Yakko had and he was like like Russians you can't spy on us only the NSA can do that. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they they were never known for being subtle, like even in the nineties. I mean yeah. the thing is like the, the nature of the world was different back then. We were more innocent, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean we were because we were what like we were for five sure because most. we were like <laughs> yeah, we were toddlers, but it's sort of like uh but I mean, also, I think people expected different things back then. And like, what was shocking back then is like nothing compared to what, you know, is nothing yeah. compared to today. So yeah. it's like, uh, this Animaniacs felt like they hired people that used to make like E-bombs world videos and like <laughs> and new grounds and told them like, here's Animaniacs, do what you will. <laughs> like, Dude, I just remember there's like the Russian pinky in the brain and it's like, what are we going to do? What, what are we going Putin. to do, Brain? We will praise Putin. And <laughs> <laughs> what we do every night, Pinky, praise Putin. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm surprised it wasn't like a feeling. Hey, for hey Putin. don't, don't isolate was. that, guys. I'm sure some guy's going to take like us saying praise Putin and just like cutting it out. You see these guys are. are <laughs> and like make a remix of it. Praise, praise, praise. Praise, Putin. Yeah, he's. He's putting it where he's putting on the Ritz. He's putting it on the Ritz, yeah. That's for all you. Good above, one, good above. one. You you made the you you made the. No, for all you. Above. You came up with the, with the the usual joke that I come with come up with <clears throat> during the week. So that, that was all for the uh, sixty and up crowd. Yeah. Oh, if you want to put it on the Ritz, watch Young Frankenstein. I don't know uh, by Mel Brooks, but I don't know if it's on any of the platforms, streaming platforms nowadays. But pay for it, cheapos. Pay for it. Who cares? Like if you if you've got the money, pay for it. If you don't, like ask someone else to pay for it. Support and, the Brooks. Uh, They're all we have support left. Support the Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks and his yeah. son, the pandemic zombie expert. 
<laughs> Seriously, is his pandemics like yeah, expert? yeah, he's the guy that wrote uh World War Z and like <gasps> right, yeah, damn, from from uh, you know, Young Frankenstein to World War Z and uh, you know, Blazing Saddles, yeah, and uh, also like the producers, which was a pretty fun movie but i'm not gonna quote it unless you know people don't want to catch me out of context yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen the movie you know what i mean guys so anyway uh i think our our fun out happy time hour is is up mm-hmm. uh we we both have jobs we have to go back even though it's sunday womp yay womp. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it means to work guys yep you're working on sundays and also recording podcasts like props to us and yeah. uh and we're very humble as well so <laughs> that was the most humble <laughs> statement of the whole <laughs> i'm uh, i'm just taking my cues you know from from whatever's happening nowadays you know what i mean like yeah gotta be humility bold. is different nowadays gotta be bold you gotta be boldly humble you know, bold, yeah. boldly humble. I'm going to say that boldly, break go down boldly, the door. humbly, break down the door it. and say, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you're the guy who breaks down the door. I was like, I'm here. Sorry for breaking down the door, guys. Yes. <laughs> now it's time to kick your ass if you're okay with that. And uh, <laughs> but you don't really have a choice. So <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass anyway. Whatever. Uh, I'm really going off the, off the wall to, today this week that's right it's because of work it's because of work anyway uh google podcast happy thanksgiving people have happy a nice thanksgiving. time yeah happy thanksgiving maybe happy we'll, thanksgiving mike happy thanksgiving maybe, maybe we'll, we'll do a take... special we'll do a thanksgiving special oh we I can do know. that yeah all right we, we can just call him thanksgiving it's like hey look look at the turkey anyway <laughs> uh <laughs> look at my turkey breasts uh but anyway <laughs> uh okay i have said enough uh people thank you for listening to us uh we hope you enjoyed the episode even though we went all over the place as we we sometimes do and i think you enjoy that that's why we're here that's why you listen to us that's why we're here uh so listen to us on uh you can listen to us on spotify apple podcast overcast and a bunch of other platforms that you can uh, look at in the links uh below in the description uh that's it for me mike and that's it for me (laughs) 